0: Let's let's just get straight into it because you just struck solid gold. I just don't know what happened. We are recording all that You've got you got Jacob on the call. We've got Gorchin. Normally what you're the gin and tonic with Tyler, but we thought today we're gonna be gin and juice Gin and juice? Yep Rolling down the street smoking endo sipping on gin and juice So yeah, uh, this this is this is uh, historical miniature gamers. We're talking all balti action today, uh, and I got Gorchin here. We're fresh off uh, the Band of Brothers event, um, so that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that Gorchin hosted down at uh, Outpost Sixty Thirty. Um, yeah, they
1: very graciously uh, well, not just very graciously actually. This was a, it was an idea that I had for a little while, and I caught up with for with Justin for a beer. Or two or three. Um, and, I, and you know, this just put up a poll and stuff. And, and it kind of landed really flatly. And he just basically said, mate, do it. Just yep. just do it. He was like, just just ignore them. Just do whatever you want to do. I'm behind you. Our place is behind you. So that's, that's... So, yes.
0: That is so awesome. I mean, so that's good to hear from how it started. But to the next stage of just basically how you got everybody on board... I mean, this seemed like one of the more popular events for this year, just as strong as some of the others that were hosted at Outpost this year for Perth. Um, yeah. And like, it just seemed that like we had excellent tables. I mean, we put those, pa- put, I put that post up on, on Bolt Action um, Facebook as the event was running. We probably had over 100 likes and comments and whatever else. Um, yeah, so- that took off. Stole uh, my thunder there, Jacob. Yeah, did. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the most lazy photos ever. It was just like, here's the tables. And, and, you know, we're just getting so much feedback. But, uh, Look, at ah.
1: this! anything I've learned in the years of running this YouTube channel with you is that the laziest like <laughs> videos that we think are the worst are the ones that catch oh, yeah. on. Let,
0: let, me, <laughs> let me record Necromunda, drop the camera, f- upload the wrong <laughs> photo, the, the, the wrong video, and it ends up getting thousands of views for some reason. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've always talked about how cool the tables are within Perth, and it was good to get feedback from people like... Uh, Matthew Shadow Ward that this is not something that we would see regular in 40k or whatever even to the extent that perhaps Lord of the Rings doesn't have as good tables as this but are close which is very cool to hear that that, that our community is doing a really good job there but I wanted to also get an idea of how you managed to coil everybody else in who helped with the event in particular sponsors because this seemed to be from my knowledge your first tournament event that was a real big event rather than i guess a narrative campaign or or whatever else
1: yeah Yeah. you're right yeah it was um i I guess like you know logistics and 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 getting it getting it running is one part but i wonder before i answer that should we get into sort of the the idea the event itself oh yeah i guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) we should talk about what happened and what it is
1: So, so Band of Brothers is a bolt-action team event. Uh, and I really like bolt-action, surprise. Um, I really enjoy the war game. But for me, tabletop gaming in general, my two favorite things to do, even even video gaming stuff, has always been playing with my friends. Uh, and that's not necessarily like, against them, specifically cooperatively. I really like co-op experiences that's that's always been my jam uh you know it's, it's why I like D D or, or any one of those tabletop rpg systems it's it's what what i loved about video game growing up i've got two older brothers we used to play a lot of like halo gears of war and all that sort of stuff together and and uh wh- one of my friends who recently started playing bolt action and banner brothers was his first tournament like one time he came over and we started playing gears of war and then it was like i don't know two o'clock in the afternoon and it was three in the morning and we finished it and we we're just like Uh, when's Gears of War 2 coming out? It was, it was just, and it was, it was, it's honestly like one of my favorite memories has just been playing cooperative games. So I wanted to try to bring that in. And then when it comes to like mechanics in, in, in video games, tabletop games, and just game design in general, one of my favorite mechanics is, is drafting. Is this idea of having not necessarily complete information. But also what you're going to bring to the table or that particular game, you don't know until the game starts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and so there's lots of different ways. You know, Magic has sealed decks or, or sealed packs and you have to construct a deck on the table. Malifaux has like a, a staged drafting system where... Um, you know the primary objective. There's four secondary objectives. You can choose two. You, you bring your faction as locked in for the event, but you don't know which master, and then you don't know which models you're going to build. So list building is part of the game in, mm-hmm. in Malifaux. It's not like this thing that happens beforehand, and then you go to the game and play it. And, and there's lots of different ways of doing drafting, but I wanted to bring those two experiences, and I wanted to bring them to, to our Bolt Action community. And I have been recently pulled in this year to the West Australian team championship for 40 K. So mm-hmm. I've been more exposed to kind of the, the co-op and the drafting, but I, I have to say that aside from just seeing how they do the drafting, that was probably all of the influence that I had from that right. experience. Cause it's only kind of our prep as a team has only really started in the last couple of weeks after this event. So I'm only really like, didn't really get much exposure to how that work, how that all works. And so I wanted to, to bring that to this event. And so I said, okay, I need to have teams. There needs to be a team format. There needs to be a drafting format. Um, and that was basically the two things that I wanted to do was uh, I had a lot of other ideas that didn't make it into this event. The reason is whether false or not, my idea was that if I change too much with everything I change yep. is one bigger step I'm asking people to take to, to partake in the event. Yeah. Right. And I kind of wanted the lowest barrier to entry as possible, but enough of a spice that something was actually different. I don't know how right I got that. Um, I had some teams kind of struggle with the draft in round one. So here or there about whether or not I pulled that off. But I think generally speaking, by and large, it landed. It landed pretty well. I got a lot of good feedback, which is really good. You know, I had one of the players say this is the best day they had rolling dice in 20 years of wargaming so that's that's amazing that's an that's a great feeling right is that is that you can somebody you can come up with this idea and you can go out and try it and i think the other thing that really impressed me was just how much everybody bought into it yeah Um, yeah as i said there was only about one team of three who wasn't confident doing the draft out of about eight teams and i think that's That really goes to show that thank you players for reading the players pack. I know I also did a video, a five-minute video on the draft, which I know helps. Some people don't like reading players packs. I get it. It's a a lot to churn through. But also, I think I just didn't want to... like. My personal... This is a personal pet peeve, and I'm not criticizing any TOs about this. Don't don't take this the wrong way. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't just read his. I've read other plays packs. The (laughs) plays packs are always written as these kind of, like, dry, pseudo-legal documents. And, And, like, I get that there's part... I get that the language needs to be clear. But also just, like... You're yeah. asking people to have fun and roll dice. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> and, yeah, and, just don't and bore everybody like it, at the same time. Exactly, yeah. right? And so there there are a lot of... And, and I stuck true to my word. The uh, M13 gun motor carriage <laughs> with the howitzer removed and only HMG... Uh, not the M13, the... The the one it's the priest yeah. where you take the howitzer off and you replace it with the HMG banned illegal banned. did not, did not allow <laughs> <in the> <laughs> I also didn't allow rifle, rifle grenades because if I don't get them nobody gets them so fuck all yep <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean this this players pack is sprinkled with your humour it's it's fantastic um, drafting itself this is completely brand new to me but from the way it was presented and run by yourself. It seemed like this was the established method of actually organizing this in the most simplest form, and that—that's taking it from a person who uh, has never done this kind of stuff.
1: Um, And then, full disclosure, I copy pasted it from the. uh, It it, no, actually, sorry. I originally also looked at the way that um, the World Team Championships are run for Bolt Action, right? which, which is basically, I think it ends up being Europe plus America, and also fair enough. Um, yep. and, and I basically kind of went, what's the way that I can take steps out, but there's still some, some yep. involved?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. And then the rest of the pack feels very much in the same vein as most things that have happened this year for Bolt in Perth, but dialed up a notch. You know, we're, we're all familiar with side ejectors, but let's just chuck like 15 of them out here or something like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we see the last few events we've been looking at how to play. It's been very interesting mentally on, on developing lists with restrictions within low points limits and how yeah. creative that can be. And how yeah. that can really... For, for me, that just pulls out the whole... Um, i don't know how to word it but basically it's getting too long in the day for these games to be having like you know a thousand points 12 1250 or whatever else the fatigue hits me but it doesn't yeah. at these lower point levels and I'm, I'm really enjoying it uh and it just really makes you think because it's just like this isn't a points level that is standard so you need to think yeah. outside the box on what you can and can't take and then we obviously go into all the side objectives and there's some uh Extra spicy things in there that that helped uh, yeah. guide people to, to, to creating their lists, which was really cool. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, let's 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 get straight into it. So um, the draft process, yeah. So, we can, yeah. Sure. so
1: basically, the the thing that I wanted is is uh, I made all the lists public after the submission yep. deadline once I had gotten all of them, and that was again one of those barriers to entry that I wanted to remove. I um, I thought about doing—it's called a closed draft, where yep. you don't have full information of your opponents. Um, but I made it—I made it open, so you could study the lists before the event, after they had been submitted, and you could, when you got, when you met your team, ready for the draft. After the matchup had been completed, the two teams would meet at a set of three tables, and basically the teams would juke it out across those three tables. Yep. They. At that point, all of the lists were open, so everybody could see everything and you rolled off Team A put down two teams, yep. uh, two lists, Team B put down two lists, Team A chose the matchup out of those four lists, yep. uh, and then the, the other team then picked the table. And so the idea was that the mission was locked, so everybody knew what, what mission you were playing, and then you had kind of some play here. Uh, because theater yeah. selector words open, so I was expecting to see quite a few flavors of lists. Especially when, you know, when you're by yourself um, in a single event, you know, playing as a singles it, with theater selectors, you kind of have to build an all comers list, yeah. right? Because yeah. you don't know what you're going to come up against, so you kind of need to have an answer to every threat, every every problem. Uh, and so, what I was hoping for in this kind of team environment was that that would get mitigated. <laughs> Yep. you have teammates, and so you could go nuts with with your list because your other two teammates are going nuts. And then you, in the draft, yep. you know you might have some really you might counter a few t- styles of lists, but be countered by some, and that can be controlled in the draft. Yep. Yeah, and that... then your your final chance to claw that back if you got a bad matchup was to get a good terrain table.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it was great because it kept both teams engaged. Regardless if they were taking priority or based on the roll-off, um, yeah. and then, you know, uh, we in my team, I built we kind of built quite similar lists, but we knew the play styles of each player, um, yeah. innately. So it, it it we could we could see where someone might have a strength against another opponent, and that mm-hmm. may not, not be the opponent that we know, but perhaps the list that they're taking, um, yeah. And and and, yeah. And, it, and it very quickly came down to okay this this person has a bit more armor threats who can handle this the best within our team and we'd have that discussion and then we'd, we'd go from there and then and otherwise it'd be like uh who's who's more comfortable on what kind of table and, and we place the matchups that way and that that seemed to make it really fresh even and, and it was good because um you may get matched up on the same series of tables um so a, a series of three within yeah. your team and then but you, you may play a different play style you may be able to talk to your teammate and go how did you fare on that table and what did you do here and yeah. there yeah. Uh, and it, it was really interesting um, I, I found it really really enjoyable we gotta, we got to keep doing this
1: good, I'm glad Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, I, uh, for, I guess for, for those who don't know there's been some word on the wire already but uh, it's more or less locked in for every outpost open day so you're yeah. going to see this event at least twice a year Oh, that's fantastic uh, uh, provided we can you know all the stars align and all of the other usual stuff yep. yeah you're looking we're looking at doing running this event at least twice a year that's not to say that i might sort of break out and go um host a venue and, and try to host a bigger event yeah um, although i'd be very surprised if we had a, if we hit a play a little bit at Outpost. yeah a big, yeah it's pretty, pretty big venue but yeah at least at least twice a year you know, with, with enough caveats to, to make it not sound like a guarantee. <laughs> awesome. And so, you know, that all of that design, um, I know that well, a lot of the times, particularly when we talked about uh, list building and scenarios, we always said kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for this event, I actually had to kind of work forwards a little bit. I said, okay. I went to the end and was like I want three rounds of teams versus three fighting each other across tables and then I'll just random seed Swiss pairing yep. and, and call that a day. Uh, and I said look if they end up on the same tables at least hope that your your draft goes well and you don't end up on the same exact table. Although that did happen which is yep. it, it, it's inevitable. Um, if you've only got four rows of tables and eight teams yep. three games you're going to get some doubles. It's, it's just the nature of the beast. Um yeah, and so once I knew that I wanted that, I said, okay, well, how do I make that all work? I I pulled up one of the schedules from the previous uh, tournaments that was run at Outpost. I looked at the day and I said, I don't think it's going to take half hour to draft, but mm-hmm. I don't want to force the players into doing something uh, at its, at a speed where they have to be familiar with it the first time they do it. Right? Yeah, okay. I know that... When I did it on camera, I think that I think the video took six minutes. And that was me explaining the draft. Yeah. But I didn't... You have to walk to the table. you got to say hello. You have to inspect lists. Um, and then after that, you then have to go to your table and actually set up and, and, and play. Yeah. So I pulled half an hour out of each game for the draft. Mm-hmm. But I also just didn't want to turn an 8 to 5 day into uh, uh, an 8 to 5.30 day or something like yes especially yep. for sunday i know the albany guys drive up it's a four-hour drive back yeah um, i know that 90 minutes out of a whole day doesn't sound like much but i think it was it was a big ask i think for me anyway so i needed to pull basically 25 percent of the time out of the game mm-hmm. um, and i played bolt action at 750 i played it at 500 and there's not a linear relationship with points, right? It yep. kind of seems to be that 500, it's like 45-minute, one-hour game. Um, and 1250 points, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah, definitely. Almost. So it's, it's, it's a sliding scale. So I went, okay, I'll knock off about a couple hundred points. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I was looking at different points. I was like, yeah, 750 is like a nice just 25% off the top. But yep, I, yep. I played 750 and it feels weird like it doesn't quite work
2: yeah
0: um, who would have known 820 feels
1: great That's <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I was like look i could do 101st uh, yep. airborne because that was the whole thing like i wanted there to be this kind of yep. company of heroes band of brothers thing and yep. in uh, i will i'm happy to drop this little easter egg the event was originally called company of heroes right um, uh, but I decided to get, but decided against that. I went with Band of Brothers because I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, there's a. We'll get to that maybe when we talk we'll about future. See, we'll save
0: Coh for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but
1: in future events, what's coming next? We can probably talk about why I dropped Company of Heroes right. as a name. Um, and, and but more, I also wanted to lean on the camaraderie a little bit. So I went, okay, h- can't do hundred first airborne because ended up with one hundred and ten points or a thousand yeah. one or eleven hundred one. I don't know. It just didn't seem cool. So I was like, well, why don't I just go eighty second? I was yeah. like, I can't give you eighty two points. <laughs> so I just <laughs> like to zero yeah. there. Went, yeah, but fine, it, stuff it. Eight twenty. We'll call it a day. Yeah. Um, and then this next part here, I think um, I. I don't think i was as consistent with my logic as i would have liked to have been in hindsight mm. but i think it, it it worked okay so as i said i put all these things in place for there to be different lists yep. 820 points it's a team event you've got a draft so shitty matchups can be accounted for and yep. you kind of hope to force a shitty matchup on your opponent does that, <laughs> does that make sense yeah. yeah right and so but having the agency to do that is the key thing. So I don't want mm. you to just go, ah, oh, I just got randomly paired against this opponent. It's like, no, your captain went, you're going to ride the bus, buddy, because somebody <laughs> has to do it. <laughs> and yeah, you might lose, but because you've got that matchup, we're going to go smash these other two games and we'll yep. come out fine as a team. Uh, and a fair bit of that did actually happen. Oh, definitely. Out, but, but a, lot of, a lot of the scores averaged out across the day and across the teams. Um, and then, so, get back to my point about A20 was... I wanted to get bolt action players to break out of some habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talk about medium tanks being overcosted. Yep. Um, I've won a tournament with two medium tanks. We talk about <laughs> MMGs being terrible, and I've won a tournament with three MMGs. <laughs> uh, and we talk about higher officers being overrated. And I've, yep. run, uh, I've run a list with a first, a second, sorry, first lieutenant and a captain. Uh, this was New You're Dawn. Nuts. And I got, I, got a, I got a win, draw, draw. So, yeah. not a great result, but also not terrible, yeah, uh, and so I was like, well, it can be done mm-hmm. and so the first thing that I did was i <laughs> let's made... add all three <laughs> exactly yeah i made I made captains <laughs> permissible as a replacement for an LT. yeah or I... or captains are higher uh yeah. not yeah. not my brainchild it's actually in the rule book if you go to right uh, if <sighs> I forget what the ex- exact chapter heading is called but there's you get the first selector of a generic reinforcement platoon at the back of the rule book okay if you read the paragraphs beforehand yeah um, so there's guide to force selection and there's rules of force selection okay if you read the guide to force selection in the headquarter teams it suggests that you can take a captain or higher instead of a lieutenant
0: wow uh, because uh, coming out of this event yeah we'll, we'll get to, to everything yeah, yeah. in a bit but um the strength of, of those higher offices is amazing. They're, they're really yeah. useful. It's just that you never want to pay the tax of having to pay for two
1: offices. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and I wanted to kind of open that up. I was like, well, yeah. what happens if we put this guideline in? So I basically, for my event, I moved it from the guideline section to the rule section. Because yeah. the yeah. rule says your lieutenant is mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of the guidelines versus the rule section. The other thing, and then I gave a victory point, basically, if you took one. Um, yep. I gave a victory point if you brought an MMG team just gave that to you I was like just try it yeah I'll give you a free victory point it's no big deal uh, and then the last one is I, I gave a victory point if you if you had a medium tank or heavier that was alive at the end of the game yeah um, very cleverly a few players took uh, more than armored one. It took, no they took the the tanks that basically have been stripped of their weapons and used as transports like the Sherman Ram yep um, and so you had like three or four Armour 9 carriers <laughs> <laughs> and like look fair enough I, yeah. I can't argue that the, yeah. the logic is sound um, has and, the Armour value <laughs> yeah yeah it has the Armour value 9 I had some players ask if they could take 8 but counts as 9 and I said nope it's gotta be, yep, gotta medium be a 9 bar. base yep Uh, and and so that was, and this is what I'm saying was a little bit inconsistent where I tried to open up and, and remove all of the barriers that people would have about taking skewed lists. Yeah. Uh, and then I said, here's a victory point for a captain. Here's a victory point for a medium tank. Here's a victory point for an MMG. And I basically said, you get three victory points. If you spend 350 to 400 points, how I tell you to spend them. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I get it. Like, um, I think everybody said it was really cool, and they they took stuff they wouldn't take before. Awesome, yep. Yep. but at the same time, it was kind of you see what I mean by inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It was a bit incongruent, right? Yeah. Uh, but did you, did so you that
0: was. Did you see anyone going against the flow, just saying no? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I
1: had about oh, I I did the did the math on the Facebook page, but I think the number was about half. About yeah. half took all three, um, or at least uh, I think it's no about half took at least one. Um, okay, and was there was like, it was probably closer to 60, 65% that took about one. Um, mm-hmm. And it seemed to be a thing. There was about, you know, another third, I want to say, that only took, no, no, it was less, about a quarter that took two and only like even less than that that took only one. So it was very much a case of all three or zero, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Um, for, yep. for at least what I saw from the players. Um, but yeah, a big thing that I really wanted to do was just with the secondaries was reward a very specific type of play, which mm-hmm. is more or less, you know, what you hear about paratrooper officers, be aggressive, yeah. have initiative, seize ground, be moving and all the other sorts yep. of stuff. And all B O V quotes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All Band Brothers quotes. Uh, and then I wanted another three that was kind of like, yeah, bolt action happens. So it doesn't yeah. feel so bad. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we went through the the mustering secondaries mm-hmm. about what you take taking your list. The other ones I had was Hio Silver was charge a unit and your charging unit dies as a result. Yep. Um, you get a victory point for uh, skewering your own unit. Um, skewer that boy from Kokomo's, the famous scene in Band of Brothers where he shanks his, his buddy in the trench coat. Uh, that's if you foobar and shoot at a friendly unit, so you just have yep. to roll dice. You don't have to actually score a hit. Um Easy six, easy red six. This is a battle of bloody gulch with the calling in artillery. Right um, against the German counterattack for Carantan. That is basically if you hit yourself with some form of observer. So rookie pilot, your artillery strike hits one of your own units. Yep. Uh get this goddamn platoon of move, that's if you snap two two or more dice at once. So that was kind of another reason to take a first I- lieutenant or higher.
0: I personally like that one. It kind of pushed me to do a playstyle that I never do. I always ignore Snap too, um, and and it and makes this, a lot of sense why yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just gives me those options of perhaps I'm going to get more. It's it's just to favor the odds of getting more order dice for myself. And, yeah. But yeah, now that I needed a VP to do it, it, it really pushed me to actually do some some missions i did the boring one where i just like one of my first orders is just to, to score that victory point and move stuff up but i ended yeah. up using it yeah. so that that one's really cool
1: i i feel like a, a lot of them i would say probably about half of them were gimmies. like yeah you, yeah you it didn't really force you to play differently you just kind of no. got it yeah uh, yeah and that's fine i knew that going in again it was kind of the barrier to entry thing yeah um uh, and then uh, we're supposed to be surrounded, so that's if you have a unit entirely within your enemy's deployment zone at the end of yep. any turn. Uh, one bullet, four holes, exceptional damage without a sniper. One of the points lottery, s- score yep. a point if you kill a sniper. So, so um, that and
0: then, on, on this one specifically, we, we we decided not to take snipers because we wanted to deny the VP. Was that yeah. common?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I cannot recall a list that had a sniper in it. Uh, Matt is, had a, had a
0: sniper in my first game, uh, which survived the the entire game, <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably within close range to, to to a commando SMG squad that I had, but it, it needed to go for something else.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and interestingly, um, I didn't actually. I would I would like to say that I recognised this, but I didn't. Um, uh, one of the people I had giving me feedback on the pack, Nick, he looked at it and said, "You do realise that." You've given victory points for having sniper bait, captains, <laughs> etc., MMG teams. And, and then you've then, also given victory points if you bring a sniper. Yeah. Like you giving That's up That's perfect. The perfect. That's perfect. And he was like, actually. that was really clever. And I was like, <laughs> meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now and then so cool. all... now the rule. Now, the last two were kind of, uh, there were one or two yeah. points. So yeah. basically. Um, if your officer unit ended uh, a turn closest to an mm-hmm. enemy unit compared to any other unit in your platoon so basically your officer was right at the front um not a difficult one to score yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see too many people score it at least i don't mm-hmm. remember seeing too many i actually didn't keep the score sheet so i, I can't say for certain yeah but uh- basically last last dice of the turn you just Thrown forward.
0: Well, uh, I, I had it naturally happen to me in one or two of the games, and that was just using the snap Twos to have mm. the officer mm-hmm. close with the infantry groups as they're moving up. Um, yeah. But what I found interesting is that let's let's go, dog company, and high host silver. You charge your officer. Either result is going to give you a VP or not.
1: Good. Good. I'm, glad, I'm glad you channeled your inner lieutenant speed. So the, the second part of that uh, is that you can earn two points if instead your officer charged a unit and killed it. Yeah. Now, you charge the enemy sniper with your officer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? And now, yep. and now we're talking like a, a four or five VP swing. Could yep. be pretty tasty. Uh, and then, the last one is uh, score an infantry uh, score a point if an infantry unit takes an artillery or mortar with small arms yeah. fire. I included mortar in there because it's it's not an artillery unit, but it felt appropriate. Um, instead, score two points if you if you do it with I'm, an assault.
0: I'm glad this one was infantry, because um, yeah, I could just just quite easily see armored vehicles and whatever else getting behind the enemy lines quite easily compared to getting transport with triforce. an mmg something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah 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 so that that, yeah. that was actually really cool um uh, so and so and again
1: that's one of those things where if you do that at the right time you're scoring silence those guns mm-hmm. and maybe let's go dog company if you do it with your officer yep. uh if you do it against a sniper there's another one yep. uh, and then if you bounce off and go into the deployment zone you've picked up eight vp off like one charge
2: yeah
1: <laughs> so, at, at, at this is this is kind of what I need mean, is that obviously kind of dice have to you go your way but you can absolutely set that up right oh yeah definitely um, and, and, and and this is the thing like I wanted to reward that kind of real insane fixed bayonets kind of play perfect
0: um speaking of uh I'm, I'm not sure a side objective is some kind of the norm in
1: other systems uh it's picking up steam. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. Forty uh, k takes it to the nth degree. Okay. Um, and I actually kind of like the challenge that it presents to the player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I totally get that it's not for everyone because it requires a fair amount of homework. You know, there's yeah. Yeah. there's dozens and dozens of side objectives you can only pick. Uh, one from each category there's like six categories so you can only pick three and mm-hmm. and each one is scored differently so you have to build your list to score secondaries and then identify what your opponent's bringing it's a it's a totally different thing yeah um, i get why it's in there and i like it from a game design perspective but i also get why a lot of people don't like that mm-hmm. I, I totally get that too and so i didn't want to do that right i didn't want to yeah. go that way um, and for example, um, in a game of 40k, you can earn up to 45 points in primary and up to 45 points right. across your three secondaries. So it's 50% of your game score comes from your secondaries. Right. Um, Malifaux is the same. You can only ever score four points off your primary and you can score two points off of two separate secondaries right um necromunda is not like that <laughs> necromunda is very much just like just what that specific exact mission is yeah um, yep. you know players i've seen in campaigns where people are kind of doing side objectives but it's purely loot it's not like mm-hmm. victory points yep. and that makes sense because it's a it's a campaign system right? yeah
0: a progression game um, yep.
1: yeah yeah and so it's pretty standard um, mm-hmm. It seems to be one of those things that if there is a competitive intent in the design of the game, secondaries are in. Yeah. Um, that, at least my observation, that's the split. Yeah, sure. Um, something I, like Wings of Glory is not designed to be competitive, so it doesn't have secondary objectives.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. And how do you think, looking back, have you placed the right number? Do you think there was too many? There was not enough? Uh, are, there, are there any kind of things that kind of hit you post maybe listening to players or whatever else and say perhaps that wasn't necessarily fun or whatever else? Uh,
1: I think, um, interestingly, and this was a little bit by design, again, kind Mm -hmm. of some of these inconsistencies in the pack coming through, but again... I, I want to point out that I'm aware that I was inconsistent about that, but it's the barriers to entry thing, right? Yeah, Is that yeah. If I was purely consistent, it might not be a fun thing to do without actually knowing how it works. Yeah. Uh, I, picked, uh, I picked missions that have very high scoring potential. Yeah. Um, and so then the idea was that if the intent behind that one was I wanted to have a really reliable way of separating wheat from chaff, right yeah like i didn't want people who were just having small wins um end up against opponents who only appeared to have small wins because the mission you could only score six points yeah i wanted people who scored 15 20 points to go up against people who had scored 15 or 20 points Mm -hmm. does that make sense
0: yeah i I mean it, it did feel equal across the board that the mission versus side objectives was just as important and not necessarily I'm just here to rack up these these points here and that's gonna get me across. Yeah. Um, so yeah no that, that was very clever. Um, and, and and so I think
1: I think the secondary total was I wanna say it was like nine, maybe mm-hmm. eleven or twelve. I mean I can count them now, but it's it's yep. it's a brown ten. Yeah. Um, and if you look at something like sectors, mm-hmm. which ten dice list has again assuming a full tabling um has if you lose no auto dice of yours you take yep. all 10 of your opponents which is 10 points yep. and then you get all 10 of your dice onto their uh zone that's 40 points yeah yep. for, for one player that's a again assuming a complete 100 yep. yep. zero swing uh and demolition obviously has the win loss con yep. but yep. it still has auto dice which and, and most both, both action games get pretty lethal anyway so you're yeah, talking yeah. I think my pack was limited to 12 so you know yep, sectors right. goes up to more than that but um, yeah demolition again 12 plus the win loss in the base plus another 10 for secondaries and yep. I think I think demolition was actually where the secondaries counted the most um, oh yeah definitely and bite and hold which is the mission that I wrote uh, mm-hmm. which you can get it to in a second actually has a 20 VP swing Um, yeah right if you control all four and you control zero but uh, the depending on how the mission goes it could be a very small margin where your secondaries come back in because if both of you're fighting stalemates then it's all secondaries basically Mm. Uh, and so that was that was kind of the idea was that i wanted to get um i wanted to reward players who were playing holistically but i didn't want there to be a case of i'm not going to play the mission i'm going to play the secondaries and i'm going to win
0: yeah, um, yeah,
1: which I it's not the style of play that I wanted to reward. No, so, definitely not. I was a bit short on, on some of the secondaries. I think uh, I'm definitely going to change some of them for next event, yeah. But yeah, keep by it and large, I think, I think they were, they were okay,
2: yeah. Mm, mm.
0: yeah. Fantastic. Um, speaking of, should we get straight into missions? So, um, yeah, we had we had three in the pack, um, bite and hold which was your own special one that you've written. Uh, we'll get into It's that. in the HMG
1: mission pack. It's available. Oh, fantastic.
0: Is that mission one? Is that what we got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <All> right. Fantastic. <laughs> so uh, let's let's make a commitment right here. Your events. Are we going to have a new mission per event? You said that we might do one every six months or something like that.
1: Oh, uh, I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Called it out. We're in. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Let let me let me rephrase. We'll have an HMG mission.
1: No, I'll do a, I'll do one for each of them. I'll right. do a custom on each of Let's do it. Fantastic. All in. I I think one of the things that I was that I um, was very humbled by was I, I posted the mission and the pack a couple of months in advance. Yeah. Just the sheer number of times that mission got played in the two or three months before <laughs> the event was incredible. Yeah. And uh, And I actually like, I wonder, it's something that I'm really cautious about is, Mm -hmm. is when I'm going to any tournament is only playing mission one, because what I'm very concerned about is that I do really well mission one, and then I come against somebody who's just a really good player. Yeah. And then mission two, I'm just like, I don't Uh, know how to play this mission. I don't have a strategy. (laughs) (laughs) And then of course, player two just puts me in the (laughs) bid, which has, which I will point out has happened several yeah. times which is why now whenever I go to tournaments as I play them backwards uh, right. in, in my prep games I always try yeah. to play mission 3 first because I know that's I'm going to be my weakest at right Yeah, I'm yeah. going fatigued yeah. I'm going to be t- stressed if, if you're doing yeah. really badly you have a couple of losses and uh, or, or if you're or, doing really or well or even there's...
0: overconfident like I was exactly. we'll get exactly. to that <laughs>
1: Yeah. so <laughs> mission 1 is bite and hold this yeah. is um uh I wanted to kind of capture something that I read a lot about in World War II military handbooks or just military like field manuals and stuff in general is this idea of of phase lines. Mm. You will you'll have your kind of and this is true at any scale. So we'll just do it at sort of the company platoon level. Right. So your company will have a headquarters and uh, your battalion will be given an objective and your company will be assigned a sub objective. Your platoon will be then assigned a smaller objective within that. And you end up with this tiers where you have a mustering area mm-hmm. where if you're if you're an infantryman, this means putting down your long range pack. Uh, this yep. is putting down your, your canteen, your food, your rations, uh all of your extra stuff will go down there, and instead, yep. you'll only be carrying your your basically your what software. you need for combat. Yeah, exactly. And, yep. and more, you, you know, you'll put everything down. You'll load up more hand grenades and stuff like that. And that goes into basically either a squad or a platoon HQ. Then you'll move to uh, your rally point, where mm-hmm. you will get set with the rest of your platoon, and then either at a specific time or a specific radio call out, you will then conduct your attack. And yep. each squad, platoon, company will have phase lines that they need to achieve they're basically like finish lines but yep. once you get to that finishing line you don't stop you then have another one and then yep. you have another yep. one and then you have another one so the idea being that that you have these kind of uh, galloping attacks
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and the idea is that if if two squads meet one phase line but the third one doesn't they can then assist without pushing forward you yep. can kind of envelop and support each other i wanted to capture that in in a mission and of course, you mm-hmm. can't do that because your bolt action guys don't carry. <laughs> um, maybe in a future pack. Um, oh! But the, <laughs> the the idea being is that is that you have four objectives, um, and the the table is split into four sections. You have your mm-hmm. your zone, which is twelve inches from the board edge, yeah. um, and that can be your platoon HQ. Can be anywhere mm-hmm. in there, basically. Then there's a semicircle on your half. Mm -hmm. Um, from the table center from the table center um, and then you put your objective there and it can't be on the center line so you can't put it on the center it has to be somewhere in that half and then your opponent does that and you basically alternate with the uh, deployment zone, deployment zone half circle, half circle Yep. and then the way the objective and they can be anywhere there's no minimum distances or anything and I did that by design the reason being That was a bit of an experiment, but I like how, how it panned Mm -hmm. out. The reason being is that I don't, I, as a platoon commander, don't care where you put your objective. Right. Right. I care about my objective. I've decided that this church, this hill is key terrain. And if I control this key terrain, I will control this, this battle space. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I can push you out of this zone and I will achieve my objective. That's kind of the thing that I wanted to capture. So I wanted people to be looking at tables um, and going, what is the key terrain? Not just Mm -hmm. terrain that I can grab, but terrain that I can hold. And hence bite and hold. Um, And then the the way that the scoring works is the one in your deployment zone is worth one, the one next is two, then it's four, then it's eight. So again, rewarding that really aggressive play. But you can't just trade end zone objectives. No, because then, then you end up with the same amount of points on each side. Exactly. Yep. So yep. that's that's really the thing that I wanted to to capture. Yep. Um, and and it, I left up to 25% by order dice in reserve. is is allowable, mm. but not required. Yep. And again, just kind of this idea that that you might your platoon might conduct an attack, you might leave a reserve element, um, and you'll bring that in at a key time, or you might flank... A position yep. um, and that happens after objectives have been deployed which means mm-hmm. that if your opponent you can bait your opponent into doing an outflank or if your yep. opponent has made a mistake you can outflank onto an objective so there's there's a, again it's this kind of it's a weird form of drafting right mm-hmm. you, you don't know exactly what's coming you don't know what to expect and then you have to make up decisions on the fly you have to adjust your game strategy so that was the idea behind oh. bite and hold and now that I've talked about somebody who's, who's run an event the whole time, uh, what I want to know is what was your experience of, of the draft, yep. of, of playing, um, of list building and, and, and round one?
0: Um, before I get to that, I just want to very quickly ask you, with developing Bite and Hold, how much did, was this played by, with yourself on a table? How did you come up with it? Did you just start drawing on a whiteboard? Did you have a match... Just solo against yourself to actually get this done? Or was this just all
1: written? Uh, I did what our scenario list building... Uh, I didn't do what our scenario list building says and I did not play test this.
0: How does this end up being one of the better missions <laughs> <laughs> I have played? Um, <laughs> my impression was, just like I brought up with the... Um, with the side objectives just like i brought up with the drafting that this seems to be an established mission from somewhere else
1: (laughs) it's uh i think objective placement used to be much more of a thing in war games yep um i i I haven't seen it so much nowadays Mm -hmm. um you kind of see this this lean on symmetrical objectives or predictable objective placement um yeah you know if uh, again sorry I, I i hate that i'm doing all of these 40k but, analogies but look it's, just it's it's how everyone understand of, it yeah yeah it's, it's where I'm, like if you if you go to any 40k player and say it's a five or a six objective um uh if you say it's a five objective game two maps immediately appear in their head maybe three. Right if right. i say it's a sixth subjective game they go okay it could be either this one or this one mm-hmm. right and there's very there's variations on the theme but because they're 6 inch diameters that their table sizes are smaller i think they're 60 by 44 or whatever right so yeah. it becomes like it doesn't really change all that much there's only so
0: many places those objectives could be yeah well it,
1: distances is the yeah. key thing yeah because yeah. because in in 40k the deployment zones and the mission are locked whereas mm-hmm. in other game systems they're not you could have different deployment zones for different missions yep. but basically what ends up happening is in in 40k games you end up with at least one objective in your deployment zone sometimes two or only you'll only see the two in a six six objective game you'll end up with one that's about five inches of movement away mm-hmm. and one that's about nine inches of movement away uh, or you'll end up with an additional one that's at nine and that's yep. that's pretty much it and so the exact deployments on and, and all these other things change and i get i get the consistency i get the reliability i get all of that but that mm-hmm. to me is not uh what makes military history war games military yep. history war games like yep. we talk about bolt action being a hollywood simulator and i agree um but i'm like this is Th- a doesn't really mean it has to be <laughs> it, right and, yeah, and, and yeah. i was like okay, can I convey some challenge that yeah. some platoon commander might be able to face somewhere? Yeah. Um, and and so I just went, I was like, look, man, I'll just chuck it out. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, fail fast, fuck it. If it's a shit mission, people will <laughs> tell me really quickly. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, like, the, the thing is, the simpler that you make the mission, the harder it is to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, and and at its bones it's a simple mission yep um and the key thing is is it it leans on player challenge player induced strategy rather yep. than some pre-baked strategy and and i think that's kind of where the luck went where i went i don't fucking know how you beat this mission i don't know what strategy <laughs> you'd apply because that means uh, I, it's not it's not at face value obvious or at least yeah yeah. To you it is,
0: and and, and it wasn't while playing it. So um, my so to, to begin with the event for me and my team. Um, so we were I was playing with Nick on my team, and we yep. somehow you placed us with the gun, Matt Lord. He is uh, you know oh. a a a champion at Lord of the Rings, 40k, and a whole range of other
1: systems. Um, I, I and, I just sorry, criminal of me. Okay, um, there are about six. Players who filled in spots for this event, uh, right. who had played very little bolt action. Yes, yeah, one so- of them played his first three <laughs> games of bolt action on the day. And and thank you to all of those players, like that you had oh, the courage man. to do that, and the community felt inviting enough. Thank you, and well done to you. But yes, go ahead.
0: So, um, Matt did a lot of homework. <laughs> we 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 had a we had an ongoing um facebook chat for for a week leading up to the event and you know at any given day uh, I, I don't actually check my phone during at work anymore uh and when i when i do i am like oh my gosh the, the the chat messages are you know hundreds of messages deep <laughs> and whatever else and nick was just putting in just as much effort so um, we had decided very early on that we needed to hit the three we needed, we needed the medium tank we needed the captain we needed yep. the um, MMG um, for the most part we agreed across the board that we're going to take inexperienced MMGs we're going to have a decent level captain and a decent um, medium tank um, I yeah it was, it was a giddy. <laughs> I finally painted this um, I am taking, I took Brits, so I, I've been playing Germans for, what, two years now, um, pretty much. Uh, and, yeah, I just bought a allied army from Robert. Uh, so I took, um, they're British paraminis, but basically yep. I just took re- regular infantry across the board, a captain, the crumb. He was pretty good. I was actually really surprised um, because uh, there's slightly less points than a P4 um, yeah. And they've yeah. got that 75-inch HE rule, which which is actually really cool. Um, so yeah. it's, a, it's a nice tank for, for 200 points. I, I quite liked it. And yeah, the event itself, it meant more people were playing tanks, which has made me happy, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of homework on what we we're going to take. And then um, we, we all decided that we were going to have some way that we we're going to have some kind of um, score sheet where we'd be tracking all of the side objectives and we'd be hunting for them for the most part the ones that were guaranteed and what we could we thought that we would achieve so we kind of made that our rule for approaching the missions Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. when it came to the drafting uh pretty much nick was um taking the reins on everything and he seemed most comfortable with taking the more extreme lists in in each in each pack which was good so I, I pretty much faced off at a decent opponent each game. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems like at, at any given point that something that seemed just a little bit off, Nick was like, look, I got this. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, so go Nick. Uh, true MVP for the team. Um, and then, yeah, yeah Matt was doing, doing solid. So first mission, uh, bite and hold, I played against Matt Hemi. Uh, and mm-hmm. we played on the uh, Berlin table, which was made yep. by Lev and Brad. Uh, I've never actually got to play that table. Um, that terrain is amazing. Looks yeah. so cool. Um, Very cool. Uh, and it, it was actually a really hard one to fight on <laughs> because we, there was a lot of rubble, but the yeah. rubble was so dense that we just played it as hardcover as well. Yeah. So it was rough ground, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So, so that so most of the board was just ruins. There was a few. There was a few roads and stuff that we played as roads, which which ended up going in my favor. Uh, We decided to go um, everything on the table, right in front of each other. Started off with tank jewels. Started off with MMG jewels. Amazing. um, And roughly about the same amount of infantry on each side. Um, He he pretty much had this. Commanding ruin that that took up probably about maybe Uh, I think I know the map one yeah yeah like (laughs) at at least like the 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 presence of this piece of terrain would would probably be I don't know a third of the table that it could cover from any point in time and and it's oppressive yeah Yeah. and, and yeah it had multiple levels to these apartments and all this kind of stuff and he had a lot of his stuff on ambush within that piece. Um, But I managed to get quite lucky. I managed to get a uh, truck full of SMGs. So I had eight commandos in that. Nice. And then a flamer in a jeep as well. So they moved in unison with each other. Had the Cromwell on the the other flank. And then my kind of main infantry just going through the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was Mm -hmm. just... uh, uh, The way that it came out... I mean... I've been trying to focus on having things supporting each other. So I talk Good. about it in another. Good. I talk about it in another episode with with Dan that we haven't really put out just yet. But um, where for a long time I'm counter deploying, and I'm trying to spread right. my forces okay. to cover the entire okay. board to counter any threat at any given time. But I can't necessarily do it with much emphasis because there's too much of a gap of movement between one one part of the force from another that you know. Yeah. I can I can I can do a one on one engagement, but as soon as someone's trying to push one flank, I'm not really doing all that much. Um so yeah. I had that yeah. I had that mentally in my mind throughout each match, and I guess that's probably the difference to my playstyle within this event as against the others. Um But yeah, it all seemed to all seemed to click. Uh that first game is where I remembered Vengeance the entire time. And Vengeance just came into play everywhere because just. Yeah. Uh, we, we engaged Very so. Very reliable. Within the ruins and everything else, we engaged really close with each other. And he had Panzerfausts. I needed to get really close to them. Um, and throughout all this rubble and just they just came these points where i'd have these two pins and you know venger sheds off one then i'd pass the order with the next and then I'm, I'm i've got a full like my squad's just got no pins on it move yeah. move activate yeah. it is such a strong rule it Very is strong. amazing very Couldn't inspiring. remember it for the life of me in games two or three, <laughs> but <laughs> I played very well in game one. <laughs> Not to say that Matt didn't, uh, absolute gentleman, such a fun game. Um, ab- just just laughs all about. Um, but yeah, we we really did this this tank duel for about four four tones or so. We were getting this thing got immobilized turn one, but nice. he stayed he stayed in the fight. Didn't get. Um, he didn't get a turret jam or anything like that, uh, but could, couldn't 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 move him off where he needed to go. And then at the end of the game, he needed to abandon abandon his P3 from from taking out the Cromwell to to move to yeah. his last objective point, which is the eight point piece mm-hmm. where I had mm-hmm. the SMG Commandos on. So I had a very successful um, counter push with with the um, transports, which I haven't really had much luck with before. Typically, mm. I'm finding transports will get pinned out or maybe shot on the way to things and, and not getting where they need to be. But the stars aligned. It was really, really tough mission. Amazing table. Um, and yeah, just, just such a lot of fun. And that one, I think I clicked, I clocked more secondaries than any other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it. If you play that sort of aggressive game, that's, yeah. that's really what the secondaries do reward, um, um, particularly the big ones.
0: And and speaking of that, it was it just happened to be that I got to the last objective of eight before he did. Perhaps right. and, and, and we, we, we called it at time there, but but you know, if he played out the next turn he would have been able to get to that piece and it that would have really evened out the score. Um I'm actually curious to see to hear how the other tables went in regards to the extremes of objectives. So like we pretty much had one thing contested on on we we basically secured the one that was closest to the middle on both sides yep. and then i happened to get the one at the back oh nice um and and he just d- didn't manage to get it in time just because i had the transport and he did it for the most part um but
1: yeah Oh yeah I, all of the games in band of brothers were five turn games potential six so yeah had to play fast oh yeah definitely So, and it didn't, the, didn't mean on the clock I mean your your game tempo is going to be quick
0: yeah um, so do you, do, you, do you know at a glance from, from other tables how it went were, were, the, were kind of the extremes of people getting that last point at the back as against their opponent perhaps not uh,
1: I think again going off memory here um, yeah. I might see if I can bring up my score sheets but a lot of it was basically a case of the people who were already winning got yeah, yeah. got got the last one. And that's yeah. it's kind of how the mission is designed, right? It's yeah, yeah. Just like a couple of um a couple of victory points extra for, for order dice doesn't reflect you like massively outplaying your opponent, whereas yeah. getting all of the four objectives does. Um, oh, and definitely. so it was it was basically a built in a VP way of tracking like an absolute thrashing. Um, mm. no, nobody enjoys that of course um, no, but but it, it makes it uh, makes my next round of matchups more uh, less likely that that's going to happen right
0: mm. well for me bite and hold was an absolute winner I had I had a blast of a time I only ever played it once beforehand which was a 2v2 at the club um, and, and that, that that was quite fun as well but you know that that's typical mean. Oh, we're playing a team's game, aren't we? Is this what this is about? Let's, let's go for a two V2 then, just to get ready. <laughs> what do you expect from me? <laughs> I expect
1: you not to read a player's back, so yeah, fair yeah. enough. Hey, I did this time. But so that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, so round one was good. How did How did you go round two? Did you find the draft was yeah. easy enough round two? Yeah. Or, so, or was it just Nick being a captain, riding the bus, and letting like, guys no, have a good time it, it, again? It,
0: this is the this is the match where where Nick really held it for the team. There, he was he his opponent that he picked was Sean, and how Sean was describing his list. It just just sent shivers down my spine. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with that? And Nick's like, I got this, Jacob. We, we, we're going to be fine. Like, I have no idea how he went on that mission,
1: but it sounded tough as heck. Uh, <laughs> look, um, Nick did not score very highly on primaries throughout the day. Yep. let me yep. let me put it that way. Um, yeah, you didn't have to tell me that he was riding the bus for me to know that he was riding the bus. <laughs> but it's a legitimate strategy, right? As we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, credit to him. He took one. He absolutely took one for the team. Hey, it
0: it, it was smart. He's a strong player. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sectors. Um, I think I got paired with one of the outpost regulars. I think he's part of the committee there or something. And and perhaps Bolt is new for him. Um, Yeah. So I did a lot of of hand-holding with him and teaching him how to play. Um, And then kind of ideal placement for where when he should be snapping to, where his tanks should be, that he should consider moving things not mm, quite within line of sight and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but we, we had a lot of fun, but it was tough because he had a T-34-76 and an 85. <laughs> uh, and for the, throughout the game, most of the game, it was engaged with this Cromwell at any given point. Um, I don't think any of the tanks actually popped, which is crazy, but... Um, his his mo- his hardest thing to deal with the match with me is his entire force was inexperienced.
1: So uh, uh, by request, I will add. Um, so <laughs> so that was Callum that you played. Yeah, uh, and again. Thank you, Callum, for taking the leap. Uh, that was his second game of Bolt Action. or Sectors Against You. Yep. Um, he had sort of played and spectated incomplete games before. But when I was mm-hmm. talking to him about his list, he, he showed me his Soviet collection. We went through it. And I was like, look, what are, you, what are you feeling? What do you want to play? And he went, Soviet Horde. And I was like, yeah. uh, look, I get it. But... How horde are we talking here? And he's like, <laughs> full horde. And I was like, I'll send you I'll send you a couple of lists. Okay. We'll have a bit of a play. And then and then we can decide. And he was like, okay, so so naturally I started him with CeeLo Heights, right? Yeah. Yeah. The two two T thirty-fours. I only put one Ziz 3 in there originally. Yep. Just one. Yeah. Um and I gave him can't even remember. I think it was like, it was a couple of uh, the anti tank rifle teams. Yep. Um. You know, just a nice, good smattering of all good things Soviet. Uh. And but there was a couple of like veteran tank rider squads. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I think there were there were regulars with SMGs, and yep. I was like, look, here's kind of how this plays. You get your T34s and your regulars will take distant ground, you, mm-hmm. uh, supported by your Zis three. Use your anti tank rifles to plink some stuff. Uh, stay in the backfield with your free squad and your two inexperienced squads with your captain use that to hold objectives and to stop um basically stop them taking ground you might not kill stuff but just stop them from taking objectives right um and then he was like i was like i can go more horde and he's like more horde and i was like okay (laughs) and so then and then i took another variation of that list which i think is the one that you ended up firsting which is like four inexperienced squads at yep. 10 a free rifle squad at 12 two mm-hmm. t34s a 76 and 85 and two ziz threes yes uh, like some some other stuff and then he was like i really like these big guns and i was like okay okay i know we like big guns but why <laughs> don't we just i'll show you this other list and then that list was kind of more my my style yeah uh, engineers in a truck um with body armor uh one t34 one Ziz three Um, tank riders and then inexperienced and regulars to hold the backfield you know kind of an all comers list and he was like nah big guns big horde and i was like all right fine if that's what you want to do that's fine and (laughs) and not did i not realize this at the time he only had one ziz three built and like 12 uh soviet uh, infantry or something yeah right and this was this was wednesday night and the event was on saturday (laughs) and he smashed them out he built them and painted a lot of them Uh, yeah so that was incredible and and i was like look okay cover is your friend you're gonna need cover because everything's an experience you're gonna need your captain in the right place at the right time to activate your key forces i was like but you're gonna have a hard time hitting stuff so just keep moving forward keep taking ground move cover to cover and just run them over with your horde and he was like okay i can do that (laughs) Uh (laughs) um
0: in in so, in the match for me, my armour was that he was inexperienced. It just made it's just the hit modifiers with with yeah, just that yeah. one extra one just made it so hard because the first few turns of, of engagement meant that he would be hitting on sixes or sevens, um, yeah. and then it buys you time. Uh, when it came to the zizzers, so zizzers, T thirty fours. So n- now now you now you map it out. It was two zizzers and it was two T thirty fours. All at various points, there were many turns where all four of them could see this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and my armour was that they were inexperienced and couldn't shoot me. <laughs> um, so it was a very, very lucky tank. Um, yeah, it. He, he, he learnt the pains of, of trying to... Uh, trying to wield a, a inexperienced army and for the most part with the captains and everything else that that mitigated a lot of the problems. He didn't have too much trouble with activations. it was, it was yeah. more more just the, um, the hits. negative modifier and then just things just wiping when they were getting hit yeah. for the most part. but um, yeah I think I think the captains are a, a good way to go when you when you're going that that horde style and and he just got unlucky. It's like a flamer who, who wiped the whole squad and all that kind of stuff, and then you yeah, how they my, do that? My my art, like the the British army is gonna be pretty strong against hordes yep. that are yeah. inexperienced as well. So it just meant yeah. another round of everything being down and and just just pins galore. Like I ran out of pin markers and just had to keep finding all <laughs> kinds of stuff for him. So, <laughs> so poor Callum, um, but I think that we had a very Fun game together, uh and and like, and I was being, I was being as helpful as I could to yeah. to 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 get him through the game. And what were the ideal points on on how I play, and also just just constantly reminding him, like, hey, hey, there's these secondaries, etc. You can you can do this here and that. Mm. Not telling you mm. exactly how to play, but here are some ways to take advantage or whatever. yes yeah, so exactly. it felt felt like a very fair game. Um, But yes, I, I got the win again. So I was, (laughs) I was on fire at this point. And yeah, that, that game was sectors. Um, uh, it was, it didn't feel like a sectors game, but that was specifically with that table. It was, um, it was Andy's kind of 3d printed table on a map. Oh, yes. There's just just so much scatter. Like, uh, it, it was, it was hard and, and, and for me to take the win away from Callum ended up being i had one or two more units within his opposing sector rather than anything else it was yeah. probably even across the board for kills and actually secondaries so i think i think all that happened there is i, I, I was just in just happened to be in his style. right place zone. right yeah. side. yeah, <laughs> yeah for the most part i mean, i was actively thinking about that and i was trying i was also conveying that to him like hey you want to get this as closer yeah. to here than that but um, no, it was, it was actually really fun, and then I'm I you know I'm I'm scoring well. Matt is scoring well. Nick is doing pretty all right, um, and and we're we're feeling pretty good, and we're taking notice of what the other teams are doing, and we know that we're getting matched up with a highly scoring team at this point for game three, which is demo. Yeah, and at this point. I was like, "How can I? Th- I don't think I can ruin this. I think I might understand bolt action. i <laughs> 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 how to play this game." And then I just saw. So we 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 faced. Um, so I called it home team R H G versus uh, versus um, Outpost oh, yeah. uh, because because it was an outpost team that, that that we ended up facing at the end. Uh, and then I'm like, "Man, I haven't played with Brad in ages. I just I'm I'm like I'm just gonna pick Brad as my opponent. That's what I want to do." Um, and I don't know what it is about him. There's just this, this overall casual, nice. Like he's just such a pleasant guy to play with. He really but is. You don't yeah. see it. He he knows exactly what he's doing. He, he plays. He plays off like I don't know what I'm doing. I took a stoog. I meant to take a stoog. You know, I, I ruined, ruined my list. I, I I'm just taking cool, pretty models, and like you believe him as he's saying that. You believe him? And I fall for it every damn time. Because I'm just like, oh, this is, this is... I'm tired. Let's just have a fun game. And, man, I got absolutely blitzed in demo really? against, against Brad. Um, that said, it did generate quite a bit of discussion in this mission. Because uh, I did some things that, uh, that just seemed a little bit... Uh, Crazy Brad Brad couldn't understand what I was
1: doing and neither could I. <laughs> so, uh, depend- well, Funnily enough, I haven't actually received a reply from Warlord yet. I might poke <laughs> him again. Because Dan is adamant that he dies in that hill and I'm 100% certain that he's read the rulebook wrong and doesn't want to admit I, it. <laughs> I, I
0: think you've read it right. and like, Because I was being very careful about it. like, like When I did it the first time, We'll get to what I did in a minute. I was I was click. I was reading this. And I was like, yeah. I think this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I'll, to paint the picture, uh, we played played on one of Lev's very first boards, which is mm. this like um, it's just a European village kind of thing. Um, he, he's village, done, yeah, yeah. He's done it on this um this Cork canvassy map that that he's made, um, which which looks really good in the photos, and that there's a lot of scratch built um French style buildings, hedges and all that kind of stuff. Um really, really pretty bored. i never really get to play it, so that's that's literally why it was played. Brad Brad asked me, hey, what's to Play on? The pretty one over there. Let's do it. <laughs> That is certainly one way to do a draft. Oh my gosh, (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, So we did demolition. Uh, I believe we deployed wrongly in the sense that we we deployed our units. I think it was like twelve inches up, and like it seemed like other people were deploying much further away than that anyway no you
1: deployed correctly. i deployed correctly yeah yeah right yeah and and i actually clarified it in the player's back right Um, because Um, because demolition in the core rulebook is written exceedingly confusingly Um, right there's a lot of like sentences that are joined that shouldn't be and there's, there's like missing mm-hmm. words and stuff but basically you put your base down in a four inch yeah. corridor at the back yeah. your deployment yeah. zone is 12 inches off the back that's basically uh, okay, so, what it is so
0: we got it right and everyone else was telling us we got it wrong but whatever that's fine um anyway uh we we, we played aggressive from the get-go well Perfect. i did I didn't think <laughs> Brad did it. I'm like yeah turn one let's go for the stook, let's just do it um <laughs> Cromwell went down uh the the um then I had the same kind of flank I had with Matt Hammy. Yeah. I've got this flamer in this truck Truck goes down with with just the the two 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 that's the command variant which is like sixty five mm. points and MG only just comes out of the hedge and just shoots it and it's like oh great off <laughs> to a great start um, and then anyway so I get the my my anti tank threat for the game is the Crom and yeah, he's out yeah. so I'm like huh all right well. I've actually seen a lot of games lately where Chris is engaging tanks with his inexperienced uh, 12 yeah. men rifle group and actually having a lot of success with it. So I'm like, all right. Well, if the <laughs>
1: tank is stationary, it's a four to hit. Yeah. And yeah, every hit exactly. is a plus one pen on a single dice roll. So if you've yeah. got 12 guys, you should be getting a pen six hit 100%. on the vehicle. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is, it's, <laughs> it's nothing to scoff at.
0: So, demolition is, is, the, is the mission that you want to get one of your models, one of your units on the opposing base. Once that's done, you've, claimed the, you've destroyed the objective
1: and you're... At award. the end of the turn. At the end so of you, the turn. So, you can be leaf blown off the objective.
0: So, I inadvertently scared the crap out of Brad... <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> well my intention was that there was a stoog and it needed to die of course that's a
1: reasonable assumption so, a reasonable you know, observation
0: let us let, send let's send a 10-man rifle squad into it and you know Stug. should be a pen five hit easy you know i i i failed off one pen to get on the damage shot i was like ah that's that's a shame and then I rolled, and I'm like, oh, you got to consolidate after you do the assault. I'm going to roll it, I'm like, oh, five inches. I guess I'll go five inches towards the objective. Why not? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, what about my artillery observer? Yeah, he should charge us stew as well. <laughs> um, and, then, and, and, you know, all of this unit also passed the tank fear, went to go charge it, obviously didn't penetrate it, and it's like... Oh, how how do I go for the, the inches? Oh, six. Okay, he's going <laughs> up six inches from from this, and then and then uh, it, it just turned into every You're just unit bouncing that... <laughs> units off of an so, indestructible so, stug. So Brad called it trampolining, and um, but right. the trampolining was was getting a little bit crazy for him because the next unit that was from the stug was a two two two. So like I oh, oh, I was I was getting blood yeah I'm like man I'm gonna assault two two it's it's open top this is gonna be great and it's I'm going gonna to get closer me. to the objective <laughs> so he's freaking out <laughs> and so calling me an absolute madman that I'm just assaulting and using these vehicles as trampolines um, but yes. Uh, uh, I was bloodthirsty, I wasn't as clever as Brad was making me out to be but uh, it is an interesting tactic <laughs> if you need additional movement, just charge a tank
1: <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's the, the, the item of contention I think, like, yep. reading the infantry assaulting vehicle section it says that, basically, it, it describes what happens and then there's a full stop and it says, after it has been resolved uh, the infantry performs a regroup move as per... Yeah, like, infantry assaults or something like yeah, that. It, yeah, it, it like refers you to that section. And yeah. this is basically yeah. like the item of contention. Is that sentence supposed to say, regardless of outcome, mm. like regardless of if the vehicle is destroyed or not, get a consolidation move, or are you supposed to go to that section where it says the winner does a regroup move. If you're not a winner, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, and Dan interprets that to say that you bounce off. Basically, mm-hmm. if you fail to destroy it, you bounce off one inch away. Um, I disagree with that interpretation. I'm reading it All and I'm going. That sentence to me in that spot says, regardless of outcome. Um, Look, so we'll let, we'll let Warlord get back to us on that one.
0: Yeah, I would like to. Um, I, I have no skin in this either way. This is just how it reads yeah this isn't me trying to make up for what i did in the in that mission yeah yeah and (laughs)
1: and and you guys did actually call me over for that i'm not sure if you remember yeah yeah and i and i remember reading it and i was like yep that that's fine by me and like that's that's the yeah uh bane of being a to right is that you make a call sometimes it's wrong um yeah and that's fine at that point in time you just have to wear it um yeah so yeah that's
0: yeah, I can't. I can't quite find it right now. Yeah, but, it, um, it doesn't matter.
1: So the. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys actually ended up coming out on top.
0: Uh, despite my complete failure against <laughs> Brad, but um, uh, now thinking back on this, I've actually never won a game against him. Really? And it's, yeah. I, and and I uh, I just you know I admire his painting. Uh, I love his 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 style of. Mm. just 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 how he is as a person it just just makes me feel comfortable but it is just a great uh, guy to play games yeah with. um uh, now i think back on all events that i've played and, and it's actually rare because he's always taking germans and so do i um so it, it's rare that i get to play him but when i yeah. do he uh he does come out on top um that's not to say that he's he's a good player he just yeah. doesn't like he just doesn't like talking himself up but I do I very think it's amazing Brad's very yeah. humble yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah so you guys came out on top as your team I beg your what uh, so
0: what a great name and how good were all of the team names mate? <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll actually I was just
1: gonna say I'll read them out so you guys were Perfect. top ally team yeah um, top access team was Kampfgruppenproblem which I'm probably it's the FGR I haven't quite gotten yep in the back of my throat here with my German <laughs> practice, um, which is battle group back problem, just in case oh. no, nobody <laughs> caught on to that. Um, Who was in that? Uh, so that was Matt Hemi, Nathan yep. Patrick, and Jeremy Meredith. Yep. Um, so they, they uh, one point behind them, mm-hmm. one point was the Riders of Rohan, which is the Outpost team. That's um, cool. And then the other team, which I think was the the younger group in Mm Outpost, is the Festung Italia Waffles, which Mm -hmm. is Fortress Italian Waffles, Uh, right? Fair enough. Uh, Then the the British team, uh, the other British team we had on the other side was the European Transport Union.
0: What a name! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This
1: is this is originally a group of uh, John O B, Michael Andrews, and uh, Oliver. Um, and that got born out of Michael's bicycle shenanigans that he pulled <laughs> in the previous tournament. Where he just, he was, at, I think it was Axis, and he just rode around on yeah. bicycles, just assaulting people and murdering so them. <laughs> <laughs> and he was winning all of the assaults by just bicycling up to people oh, and murdering them. I just
0: loved them. it. And he had this such a cute little game made next to like his just <laughs> tiny little bike. And I was like, oh man, I need that. That's amazing. Then we had
1: the Armchair Generals. Uh, Hogan's Heroes which is the team from Albany and then we had a team of Soviet players which was uh, the privately prickled prancing ponies of Theophilus Thistler or something Um, I think they tried to give me like a tongue twister so I'd have to say it a few times a day and instead of saying that I just I just I just called them TP6T uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm not playing a game (laughs) Um, but fantastic team names uh one of the things yeah. that i did want to point out was that uh even though the game had some pretty high vps um available uh all of them ended up between the the lowest score is 53 and the highest was 80 mm-hmm. across the day across the teams across the day um we had all of the access teams were either at 80 or 79 vps all three of them so they performed wow. very consistently uh, throughout the whole tournament um, the team that won ended up on 57 secondaries, and the other mm-hmm. guys ended up in the 30s. So I think I counted the secondaries separately for tournaments, but I count them as VPs for the mission. So that, I yeah. think, uh, it's actually quite interesting that that the VPs were the same, but there was a 20-point secondary difference across the team. Yeah. So uh, interesting point there. Uh, when it comes to the allies, we had 53, 58, 60, 72, and 99. So you guys were actually 72, but you had more wins. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So you guys had more wins. Uh, And so that was like, yeah, really, really fascinating day. Uh, Really good scores that came out. I think probably a good time to sort of touch on logistics. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I think originally you sort of started off as like, how did I get so many people involved? I think was one of your first questions. Um, It's really boringly one was get the event up early yeah talk about the event regularly in as many uh, of the facebook groups that i knew about Um, Mm -hmm. what i found was that it was a lot of the same people interacting with the posts but every now and again there was one or two more people yeah Um, the other thing that was um I don't know if, if this is the right thing or the wrong thing or if I should be encouraging TOs to do this. But as the team started filling up, uh, mm-hmm. I basically just reached out to players that I knew and said, hey, your name's not on the list. This event's four to six weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get you a team or can I get you on a team? Um, and That's so, a good uh, way to play it. A lot of it was um, kind of... Not necessarily manual, but a lot of it was just reaching out to individual players and be like, do you have a team? Yeah. Do you have a team? Do you want a team? Can you come to this event? Are you available? You're not available. I started doing that maybe about two or three weeks out, maybe a month at most. I'm really um,
0: glad that you did because it, it, it's just so much harder. That Do I have a regular group of friends that can go with me to this event and is everybody available? Yeah. You know?
1: Uh, yeah. And that's that was actually <laughs> one of the reasons why I settled on a team of three. Yep. Um, so... It, it it basically came down to break points, right? So if I had if I had nine players, it's a round robin day. Everybody plays everybody. If I play twelve, there's no point doing Swiss pairs. Swiss pairing, mm-hmm. just random seeds for all three games and avoid double ups where you can. Getting to fifteen, we're talking buys. Getting to eighteen, you know, maybe do a little bit of matchups, but don't go crazy. Twenty one buys again. Twenty four, that's when we're starting to get really good numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I know most of our events range between eighteen to twenty-five, pretty reliably, and so yeah. I went. If I go teams of four, what does that look like? I was like, mm-hmm. at sixteen players, I've got four teams.
0: Yeah, I was like, what?
1: And then if I go to six players, I'm like, I basically have to get twenty-four players of the events dead. Um, yeah, and and this is of course while I'm sitting here writing a players pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the other the world team championships for Bolt Action, the team championships for Forty K, are based around six players. The drafting mm-hmm. process is not fundamentally different, but there's even more agency. Um, mm. So you basically put down two lists, and then rather than one of you automatically picking one, you put down a third and remove one of the other ones. So you right. play this, and that's all done like uh, closed. So And then when the lists are down, it's actually not a full list. It's just a faction and, and yep. that sort of thing. So, so you're, you're thinking, what are all the options? But I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. So I wanted to get those. I was like, I'll go three. It gives Mm. me, you know, if the the thing bombs and nobody wants to come, I can get nine players. Yeah. yeah. It's about four or five from Outpost, three three or four from RHG, one or two somewhere else, and I'll play. There's nine. Yeah. We'll have a good time. I'll get to sit around and play politics with my buddies anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What ended up happening was I originally had, at highest point, I had 36 players signed up to the event. Wow. Um, Damn. And I had, and I know I've sort of talked about it on the podcast a few times, but uh, it's it actually ended up closer to 60 by the time we got to the final count. Not registered, but I had 60 yeah. players who knew about the event oh, and said, Yeah. who either wanted to go but couldn't because of some other reason, or yeah. uh, or came unfortunately what then ended up happening was we lost a couple of teams lost quite a few um Mm -hmm. got down to 24 players and then uh then covid started yeah Uh, i had in the week the 10 days before the event i had to replace six players Mm -hmm. uh, which is two teams worth of players yeah Yeah. and so that was, was really unfortunate um and and again, it was one of those things where basically I was scrambling to find players uh, mm-hmm. for teams, which is not sustainable, right? You were, yeah. now that the format has legs. I'm expecting in two or three events, people will be putting up posts looking for team members themselves, right? Yeah, which yeah. is what I've yeah. seen in other circles. So that's that's where I want to go um, mm. in in the future. But I, I I'm not I'm not sitting here complaining, right? It, it's just it is what it is. I wanted to yeah. make the event run so. I did the legwork for it. Uh, yep. and an absolute credit to every single one of those players who put their hand up, including Rob Grice, who made it out from, uh, the country, basically, uh, further than That's Albany, awesome. as far as I was, as far as I heard, came oh, up to wow. play. Um, we had, uh, trent who put his hand up we had callum put his hand up In- invariably there's people i'm going to forget we Had sean put his hand up um had a lot of people just go yep i'll play yep i'll play yep I'll play. That's awesome. um, and so that was really good and just to be able to slot them into those teams was fantastic it was really good that we got that to happen so hopefully next event um, i have to do a little yeah. bit less of that um hopefully that uh the specter that is covid will come and go but I think it would be a bit naive to expect that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, hoping that in future it's going to be a little bit uh, painless, a little bit more painless. I think, mm-hmm. like logistically speaking, um, when it comes to sponsors in particular, uh, yeah. really, really cannot say enough thank you to Justin, really. Um, yeah, right. He, yep. he basically pulled a lot of those sponsors together. Uh, and and I, as I understand it, he also put some money up for prizes himself out of his own pocket. So thank you to him. That's amazing. Um, uh and for because it was a team because it's a free event at outpost it's an open day they have some rules around it uh there actually wasn't a ticketed cost so Mm -hmm. there were some prizes that i wanted to hand out which meant that i had to fork out for it and that's okay i was i was happy to do it i wanted those prizes for those players and i wanted that on my table but it also meant that there was there was a i was short a couple of prizes there was there there was more than i could have wanted I left up getting collecting the prizes a little bit late. That's on me. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's just a few things I couldn't secure on time. But all that being said, like in no particular order, we got uh, custom HE templates, which I think you are yep. a proud owner of one. I, um, I
0: do have one. I didn't I, bring it here for the camera, but that's okay. I'll put okay. them on screen. Um, um, so there's a ben. custom
1: set for HE for Allied and Axis. Um, yep. And. Uh, I got some mugs from Lizard Kitty. Thank you again for supporting us there. Uh, also, got a set of three uh, what are they called? Stubby holders? Yeah. Uh, custom done. And uh, we got uh, OTP supported us again. Thank you. We got Lead Bear Tough supporting us again. Thank you. Uh, Andy 3D printed the actual templates for the event um dean put on a brisket for the event which is oh, phenomenal man. it was amazing that was <laughs> the <laughs> takeaway
0: from the whole of the highlight of <laughs> the event was having brisket
1: for lunch good god oh um, my gosh and, and, and al- he helped he helped me troubleshoot the the h2 templates as well that's awesome that's uh, really cool oh, i'm trying to think who else we had we had iron signet supported us for the yep. event which was really good we got some brush holders for them um and, and they April? gave Uh, and the apron yeah that was a bit (laughs) of a surprise I didn't know that one was coming Um, and we got some badges and some pins to hand out and some stickers so hopefully every bolt action player knows about Iron Signet now Uh, hopefully Uh, and trying to think who else was there we had and then of course we had War and Peace support us with official uh, Warlord game support which was the awesome. I think it was the new half track kit was actually in yeah the, yeah it was a brand new half track kit we had an Italian HQ and we got the uh, silver order dice which went to best overall general um, that I thought was it, actually really cool to see I thought it was the, one of the first ones in the country I was wrong about that there's actually been okay. a few that have been handed out now I think there's been five or six that have been handed out um, maybe a bit more per- but first for Perth surely uh, actually uh, yeah. Southern Hemisphere open
0: Okay. Uh, had okay. a couple handed out.
1: So, yeah, look, we got them and War and Peace on us. And, and like, that is awesome. they, they really, really came through at the last minute. We, you know, we had some back and forth. Uh, it basically fell through the cracks. Wednesday rolls around. Uh, uh, Sean from Warren Peace goes, I popped something express. It should get there for Saturday. Oh, that and is lo and behold, awesome. it gets there on Friday. And I'm thinking, like, it's a free event the guy yeah. doesn't owe us anything, right? Anything that he sent us is amazing. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Out comes the brand new Half-Track kit. Out yeah. comes the new Italian HQ. Out comes the Silver Order dice. And I was just like, man, this is oh, phenomenal support. It was, that it was is amazing. amazing. And he also 3D printed and painted up some terrain that got raffled yeah. off. Um, it was... I'm certain there's something I forgot. We just got uh, Rob Grice custom-made a pen, bolt-action pen as well. That pen uh, looked you. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I that's, that was the prize that I took from uh, Southern Thrust. It was obviously yep. not that pen, but it's a phenomenal pen. They're yeah. so good. Oh, they uh, are so cool. And so it was. Yeah, it was just great to have everybody on board and and supporting us and getting behind the event. Um, and you know, uh, I asked Lead for Barry from Leadbear for a couple of. Yep prize prize vouchers and he was just like do you want eight and I'm like no, no. <laughs> come on man you're trying to run a business this is a free event I'm not taking eight and he was like okay I will give you however many you ask for provided that everybody who helped you organize the event gets one and it was like oh, okay well, fine what a, I'll t- fine what a <laughs> twist <general>. my arm <laughs>
0: <laughs> and speaking of him I I, I sent him an email because I did did end up getting one of those vouchers and like Look, I know that you're you, you're really trying to help us here. How about you just give me one of what you have excesses of stock? It? It's like, <laughs> no, I will not take that. You have to tell me what color you want. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. such a gentleman.
1: Um- I wasn't kidding when I told you, like, the best thing about the Lead Bear voucher is that you get Barry as a pen pal. Oh, and the second man. best thing is you get, like, some, <laughs> literally the best Tufts I've ever had. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so good. Uh, I think, like, logistically, uh, Tables and Terrain was actually probably the least painful part. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, Justin said, we can bring six. And I said, yep. okay, I'll bring one that I, I wanted to get done anyway. I'll bring yep. one. I'll grab a couple of spares from Dan because I know he's got some some flat pack ones and he li- doesn't live too far from me, so grab grabbed them. Uh, and then basically, I had a bunch of players ask to, for the Albany guys to if they could bring some of their tables. And I That's reached great. out to them and they said, how many do you want? <laughs> and I was like, I look, Do you think they're three. doing all
0: that traveling as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Car fully um, packed.
1: Yeah, so they, they went 500Ks. With uh, three tables of wow. terrain and stuff, and it, they also offered to take the round three by just in case it needed, it, uh, you know. Yep. We were we were flirting with odd teams for a very long time. Um, yeah. As I said, we went from twenty three to twenty one to twenty two to nineteen, and then crawled the way back up to twenty four. So it was a lot of it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but we got there. And they offered to take the round three yep. by, um, so they and could get the- home a little bit earlier.
0: And in the end with a lot of new players as well so we hope to see you at the next events yeah thanks guys yeah
1: absolutely thank you to to everybody uh, all of the players um, especially those who who really just made that last bit of effort to make sure the event runs um, was was really critical so yeah come back I think January 2023 is the next one Um, so I'll have to I'll have to write a mission now oh Oh,
0: well (laughs) we wanted you to do it anyway um, <laughs> between, between now and then I think the next event is another Albany one isn't it um, uh, it's one in no, September
1: November Skulls
0: November Skulls
1: right. yeah, at Outpost um, I, I don't think I think the Albany Southern Trust is going to be annual um, yep. oh no sorry they're doing a Tank Wars event aren't they yeah that, that, that's what I sorry. forgot I uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: forgot, forgot what it was um so that's yes albany
1: tank wars september yep yeah i don't i don't think i'll make that one unfortunately i would love to um i think some tank wars in perth might be on the agenda as well
0: i definitely agree
1: (laughs) so yeah i guess the future of um band of brothers so when it was originally called company heroes um Mm -hmm. the reason i called it company heroes is because i what, what i wanted to allow was, uh, slot trading between the players. Okay. So if, if you didn't want your artillery slot, you could give it to one of the other players in your team.
0: Oh, oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I ran into a couple of like, not too many problems. Uh, yeah. you know, some, but it just ended up like kind of growing a little bit out of control. So like, you're
0: thinking like one player might overload with, say, three HE templates or something. Yeah, and so what I said yeah.
1: was, okay, so no greater than plus one, minus one. Yeah. So you can only Okay, trade okay, time. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah okay. and then what I did was the three for ones, so say, for example, take the US MMG teams, uh, the US player can trade one of his three, so he still gets two, but mm-hmm. the the receiving player only ever gets one. so even Mm -hmm. if even if a US player gave his anti-tank slot to a Soviet player he can't now take six anti-tank rifle teams he can take four yeah does that make sense because the Soviet player gets one so and then also the plus one minus one thing would also not be an issue with French Romanians yeah and that sort of thing so that was kind of where I got to and I was like I like this but I it was one of those things where I thought it was just one bridge too far
2: yeah yeah
1: I had an incorrect assumption that th- there were some events that landed pretty flat in recent years in Bolt Action. So mm-hmm. um, uh, here in Perth, um, yep. low player counts, so they got canceled due to low player counts and that sort of thing. You know, one of the things that we always talk about is it was just unfortunate timing, and look, it might have yep. been, but you, you can never control that. You're always going to get a weekend that's good for some people and bad for some other people. Yeah. Um, and but all the events that fell flat the common thing that I saw wasn't the person organizing it it wasn't the organizing body behind it it was that they all had funky selectors yep. and so I was really recalcitrant to to make super funky selectors right because really all that I did was I said give me 180 points you don't get them back and you can take a captain instead of a lieutenant that's yep. really all that I did from selectors yep. perspective now i don't think that idea was wrong in terms Mm -hmm. of sorry i don't think that idea was right that the reason those events failed is because of funky selectors i don't think that's that's right anymore um i -hmm. thought it once but i don't think that now um uh, yeah and because a lot of people say the selector was really good do some more weird selector stuff so i don't i don't think i'll do company of heroes i might run that Mm -hmm. as a a separate event um just go balls to the walls on team events one thing that yeah. I will definitely be doing is I will be limiting information for the draft. Um, mm-hmm. So I won't be doing... D- Maybe the two nations. Things, the two things that I'm thinking about is open-close lists beforehand. So whether yep. or not let people see them before the event. The other thing that I'm thinking is that when you do the draft, rather than putting your list down, you put nation and theater selector. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then I know
0: what to expect. U.S. armor, then I know. Yeah, what's but it, be it's there. it's
1: something like you know uh, Germans in Western Desert. You're just like, well, there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of Western Desert theaters that are like this. But what can they all do? You're not going to expect Panthers. You're not going to expect no. Tigers. You're not going to expect Panzerfausts.
0: But LMGs, P3s
1: everywhere. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're talking yeah. light infantry, light armor, that kind yeah. of thing, uh, yeah. and then so that's the two ideas that i'm playing with is basically information yep. access for the draft i'll muck about with the secondaries i have to write a new mission now um <laughs> and yeah that's that's really the key thing that that i want to play with at the moment um that's Very definitely cool. coming for january company uh-huh. heroes sometime in the future um yeah uh that's that's really the next steps for Brothers. is that i want to basically just go now that a lot of people have jumped that fence and played. Yep. It. Now I can make that fence a little bit higher because it's going to be mm-hmm. one small step for all of those players. The guys who haven't played the event will get pulled up by yep. captains or, or people or experienced players. That's that's really the thing that I'm going for. I might be massively overthinking uh, this whole thing, which, which is, is very likely. It could just be a case of I could throw it all out there and people would lap it up and play, but... Uh, this is just kind of what I was thinking and where I was coming from with this. Look How much of that had to do with the success, I don't know. But it was a success and a lot of people had a good time and that's all that matters.
0: And let's run with it. I mean, don't have to rapidly change it. Some new missions, maybe side objectives, a little yeah. bit of changes to the drafting. But we don't have a regular Teams event in yeah. both action anyway. So yeah. why not continue with it? Exactly. There's plenty, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of one-on-ones and, and whatever else that are happening out there. Um, this this will make it unique and fresh and something you look forward to every year. So, well done, Gortchin. Thank this you. This was amazing. Thank you for hosting Band of Brothers. Thanks for being with us on HMG. This on my is own show. G- <laughs> on your own show, <laughs> being the gin to your juice. This is this is HMG. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch Thanks you later. Everyone.